time contains graphic and explicit content. It may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. What's your favorite scary movie? today because it's a new release um yeah so just off the bat spoiler warning like uh, a huge spoiler huge like we're gonna get into this spoilers yeah we're, we're going in we're going i'm going feral right now i've already seen this twice i am ready to talk i was like i like forced l to make us do this basically like i wanted to wait a bit for y'all to see it i'm like anyone who gives a shit about spoilers will have seen this already like because it'll be almost a week by the time we release this so you know but so we're doing it chapter two uh, directed by andy muschietti it's the sequel to it chapter one if you can believe it (laughs) um actually i even i liked the first one i thought you know it had its flaws like anything does and so did this but i i liked this one even more uh do you have a preference l did you uh i thought it was good especially uh since the cast seemed to have a similar chemistry as their kid counterparts did, mm-hmm. so, like, that definitely helped. Um, yeah. And it was, ob- obviously, it was a little different, though, since uh, Stan wasn't there. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was really <laughs> yeah. sad. Um, but I think I think it was done pretty well. Um, I do I do have my issues with it, obviously. It's, oh, we'll get into it. We'll get into yeah, that. we'll get yeah, into it. Like- um, but I did like how they did the ending, because... The ending in the book is so strange, and, like, I I don't even really know how quite to describe it, because it does connect in with, like, it's almost part of, like, this giant universe that Stephen King has made that connects into each other by just, like, having references to, like, this certain element, um... But if you've read a lot of Stephen King books, you probably know what I'm talking about, but it's... But since Kate wants to read it... Well, that's, I'm, I'm getting mixed things, like, I, I finally think I, like, I'm like, I want to read it, I feel left out, I feel like everyone else when they're talking about this is like, oh yeah, well in the book, and I'm like, I don't know, I haven't read it, I haven't read that thousand page epic everyone else has fucking read, it seems, but I'm, like, I'm getting mixed signals, like, my friend, my friend Zan is like, no, just don't go, just don't see it, I'm like, but, like, you don't need to, but I'm so curious now. I think you should, I, I would oh. say read it just to be like read it like i've like i've read it and just you know <laughs> read it just to read it yeah, yeah. like obviously the scene at the end in the book it's like a hello is that when the child orgy is yeah <laughs> <laughs> big yikes so, don't is, know is, is steven is steven uh, what the fuck yeah I, I think i think he made like a statement about that like it's something i can't remember exactly what it was but he's definitely like that like when he wrote it i guess it was just a different time, and I'm just like, well, it is now. Um, oh, okay, sir. No, he he's, he definitely is like, yeah, this it's, yeah, it's it's messed up. Wasn't the explanation just that he was doing a lot of coke, or like? I think he was kind of on that at that point, so it could possibly be part of that, and also just like I think he mentioned something about like it's kind of the bridge between childhood and like into like adulthood i guess or teenage teenage years or something like that 
it was part of some quote that what I uh, read off of that article that I retweeted that was talking about the whole scene at the beginning of this movie uh, that explained its inclusion. Yeah. So I've seen that quote too, but it's also just like you, th- that's not what adulthood means. You don't just yeah. I I liked the thing he was just like really fucked out when he was doing it and just really wanted to shock readers or yeah. something. Like it's already it's already uncomfortable or just like weird enough for like to have like the love triangle later with the three of them with with Beverly, Bill, and Ben, but like everyone fucking her? Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and they're kids. Like, I don't want to read about that. Yeah. No, you shouldn't want to read about that. You got problems if you do. Like, another can of worms. But anyway, so the movie! The, <laughs> the film! It is, so like, this. I had the same issues with it as I did with the first one, and that just, it's, but this might just be the way the story has to be, is that it's very repetitive of like, this happens to this character and it's scary, this happens to this character and it's scary, like, it has to each individually happen to the losers like it does in the first one, and you're like, yeah, but, like, the scenes are well done, like, they almost work as kind of, like, vignettes in a way. Mm-hmm. They are, because they are, they're fun scares. Um, is the, the way Jessica Chastain talked about the scene with the, like, old lady, is that, like, a famous part of the book or something? God, I I'm pretty sure it's part of the book. Yes, um, they I think from what I can remember about the book, they stuck pretty well to it. Um, I don't mm. remember everything. It is a it's a fucking huge book. Um, <laughs> good lord, you could, you could hit somebody with that thing, especially if it was in a hardcover. But um, yeah, I'd like I I tr- honestly forgot what was exactly going to happen in that scene. So when I was at the movie theater and that scene started, I was like. Oh boy, like, the, the way she kind of, like, walked when she kind of walked away with that little, like, creepy, like, yeah! <laughs> jagged walk, and I was like, that was the most terrifying thing, because when people move unnaturally, like, I'm just, like, holding on to my yeah. chair, just like, no, 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 <laughs> don't like that. Nope. Don't like and it. The... <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of really cool, like, monsters in this, I guess, Yeah. lack of a better word, like, all the different, like like, visions of fear that they have, all the little creatures, like, it was just really, it's really, it's a weird, it's a fucking weird movie! I, and I, it's such a mainstream thing, and that it has, like, little baby monsters coming out of fortune cookies, and- Oh, yes! And, yes. I was like, what the fuck? And, like, giant old ladies, and, uh, you know, clowns, obviously. Obviously. Or, like, the, that one, uh, when, um, when, like, the headless stand creature- that appears out of oh. the fridge. Like, that's yeah. whack. That, and apparently, like, um, Bill Hader quoted the thing because he said it looked like uh, a part of that. He's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah, yeah, that part. I was like, is this the thing? And I was like, is it, 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 it literally is. Literally is. Um, I had to give props uh, for the one part where Jessica Chastain's in the, um, Beverly's in the uh, bathroom uh, yeah. stall. And, like, the characters are like, or, like, Pennywise is, like, hitting against the bathroom door, so you see, like, a sliver of, like, a face that she knew mm-hmm. back then, and then, like, they had, um, oh, what's his name? Bow- Henry Bowers, and he's like, here's Johnny! And I was like, oh my god. Uh, we get it! Yeah! We get it! Stephen King movie. Oh, also, props to Stephen King for cameoing in his own movie, and telling his yes. self-insert Bill Denimbrough <laughs> I didn't like the ending, and I was like, oh, Stephen. <laughs> You're ugly, you disgust me, give me $300. <laughs> yeah! Um, the, okay, we did talk about another cameo, though, uh, P- Peter Bogdanovich. <laughs> I had been told that he was gonna show up, and I still, like, screamed when it happened, because like, he's playing himself. It's, like, for for those who don't know, like, you know, Bill's a writer in this, because it's self-insert, and, uh, 
it's being adapted into a movie, and so he's on set, which is very generous, I think, for Hollywood standards. I don't think oh, yeah. the authors of a book you're adapting are always going to be on the set in their own fancy trailer. But <laughs> Peter Bogdanovich is there directing it, and <laughs> it's great. Um, I think the, the, the theory is that I think it's just... Uh, they probably got him through Bill Hader because he was on Documentary Now. Yeah. Bill Hader's a big film buff, so he probably, like, wooed him over. But I'm, I'm <laughs> glad he's there. Glad he's getting that work. <laughs> and the Stephen King cameo was fun, too. Yeah. My, my whole theater was like, hey! Um, yes, it was It was very uh, awesome. I had no idea he was going to cameo in it, so I was like, oh, this is a pleasant surprise. I love it. I like, love Beyonce? it. Yeah. Love it. So, um... I guess we should talk a little bit as a, a little summary. I guess just to, just oh, to recap. Sh- <laughs> we like we never re- think to give summaries for this. <laughs> Basically, the Loser Club comes back uh, after 27 years because it is back. They didn't actually kill it, uh, mm-hmm. and so now they have to finish it off for good. Uh, that's that's pretty much about yeah, it, really. Everyone and like Mike is the one that stayed in the town and is calling. He's the, so he's the only one that, like remembers. Everyone else just kind of forgot and blocked yeah. that off. And it all starts to come back slowly as they get to the town, and they get back to town, and it takes some of them some convincing, you know, to even, to not just walk away from it all. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the, they really did a good job casting all of the adults, like, holy shit, like, <laughs> we, we, my friends and I joked that, like, they just, like, went onto Twitter and looked at the fan cast, and we're like, <laughs> we're done! Like, with James Ransom, like, oh my god, like, I, I saw him on so many fan casts for that, and with, you know, with Richie... They literally just Finn Wolfhard was like, oh, Bill Hader to play me. Yeah. And it, it happened. Yeah. He jokes on interviews. He's like, I was like, how powerful is this kid Finn? Oh, my God. So, and now he's just <laughs> roasting him all the time. Yeah, it's great. Well, Bill's got a divorce. So. <laughs> Bill got a divorce, so... Yeah, like, I, I have oh gone down the rabbit hole of all the interviews with all of these actors. I'm coping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Sophia uh, Lillis, who played uh, Bev... She also mm-hmm. is like Jessica Chastain, and so like I think when like oh, the she- first part of the like the first it came out, people were already like going Jessica Chastain to play her older self. So yeah, it was like Jessica Chastain and Amy Adams because people saw red hair and they're like, hey, hey, you know it. <laughs> Jessica, I love Jessica Chastain in this. I mean, I love her in everything, but she really just brings like like I feel like some people dunk on horror a lot for performances and claim this, but like. You can really give a really good performance in a horror movie, and hers is so, like, subtle in a way, almost, because Bev is such a restrained character, especially older Bev. Mm-hmm. Like, younger Bev has a lot to play with of, like, the cool girl act and stuff, for lack of a better phrase, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, <laughs> Bev's been through a lot of shit, and you can, you can see it through Jessica's performance. Oh, yeah. And even though, unfortunately, most of what she's being given is a love triangle, like, she works yeah. with it. God. What? What can you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have such mixed feelings about that. The I don't whole think thing. the love triangles what? in the book. If I remember, I don't think it's in it's there. It's not. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. Like, I don't think she and Bill like talk about it or something. Like, she thinks that it's there, but then she's like, "Oh no, wait!" And then she like finds out that <laughs> oh. Ben was the one who wrote the the poem and stuff. And like, so they uh-huh. never like kiss or anything, as far as I can remember. Oh, okay. It's just kind of like all I have for reference is the miniseries, which I don't remember if that happens or not. <laughs> that was a fun three hours, wasn't it? Very fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love how Bill is so uninterested after that kiss. He's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, what was, was that? <laughs> what was what was that? 
I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> heteros are at it again. What are the, what are the heteros doing? Oh my god. I'm when they fuck it. Yeah, spoiler. We already gave the spoiler warning, but huge spoiler warning of like the the scene at the end where they're like in the water and they're just like, let's have this romantic kiss underwater. I'm like, your friend just fucking died. <laughs> your other friend is up there on the shore, inconsolable because like I... the love of his life just died. I know. So like maybe don't do this right I... now, y'all. Ah, uh, messy heads. Yeah. God. Um, the heteros are just messy and just straight to be messy. Do. <laughs> no. The answer is no. 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 Uh, I love all the jokes about how, like, I mean, Ben Ben did get hot. Yeah. But I think Mike's the hottest of them all. That's He's, the that's yeah. Zayn Mustafa. That's Old Spice Man. And no one really. He, but I guess I loved. The, uh, that was another kind of unsung performance. Of, like everyone's great. Everyone's great in this. Yeah. Bill Hader obviously steals the show. I'm not just being biased about that. <laughs> but I really liked the way he played Mike because, like. They, they didn't get to... They didn't... I don't know how it is in the book, but they didn't feature him as much in the first movie, like, the kid version. So yeah. So didn't have as much to, like, base his performance on, but... I don't know. I just got it. And he's just very, like, almost nerdy, which is weird for me, because I'm used to him on, like, Shadowhunters, where he's, like, cool werewolf cop, man. <laughs> I'm like, Luke, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you living in a library? <laughs> no, yeah, he's, he's pretty that, prominent you know? in the... In the adult part of his life in the book mm-hmm. since he's the one that brings them all together mm-hmm. um and i like that we didn't really see too much of like his childhood and how he came to Derry, but like i did like that little flashback that showed like how his parents died and like that explained yeah. in the first like why he was seeing those hands and the like coming out mm-hmm. of that door because i was like it was something yeah. else different in the book but like i think that was a good uh screen idea for the film at least yeah, it, it, it paid off for me to rewatch the first one again right before, because there is a lot that's not explained in the first one that, that carries back to this one and is explained, mm-hmm. or, like, wrapped up or anything. Like, they tie it all in really well, or even just little things. Like, um, I guess I'll get into it later, but, like, um, I saw someone point out, you know, um, because you don't, you don't see, um, in the first one, you know how everyone all, all sees, like, their fears except for Richie? yeah. And then they just ask, what are you scared of? And he, like, pauses, and it's just, like, clowns. And, like, that scene makes so much more sense now! Yeah! Uh, because you do see what his his scare was in it in this one, which I'll get into. I'll save for the for the third portion of this. Um, yes. But, yeah, they, they tie it, they... This really is a two-parter. Like, they tie it all in t- really well together, and <laughs> my mom was like, do I need to see the first one? I'm like, yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> she just wants to go for Bill Hader, as most people do. We gotta go see for Bill! Oh, we have to go see Bill! <laughs> Why? It's not like he's gonna remember you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hi, Bill! I promised myself I wouldn't just let this be an hour of me talking about Bill Hader. I, I swear it won't be. The Bill Hader podcast. <laughs> Bill Hader podcast. Hello, everyone. Oh. <laughs> well, to, to change the subject huge a bit, uh, well, I just... I really want to talk about... So, oh, as much as spoiler warnings for this, there's also some trigger warnings we should give about talking about this movie, and if you're yes. gonna go see it, the, it uh, one of the characters dies by suicide in it pretty early yes. on in the movie, st- Stan. Mm-hmm. And... They don't show no, it. Um, they don't show it, no. But you do see the aftermath um, of it. 
Yeah. Which, that was fine, but what bothered me more was the ending, his, like, letter to them. Because yeah. I think, the way it is in the book, it's just that, like, he, he, he does it because he's too scared to face Pennywise, right? Like, that's yeah. pretty much it. They try to, like, add this extra explanation to it with this letter that he sends them all after they've defeated Pennywise. It's like, oh, his wife sends out these letters that he wrote before he does the deed, and... He's like, no, I didn't do it because I'm scared. I did it because I knew I wouldn't be able to go back and I'm, like, taking myself out of the equation. And that's, like, such an irresponsible way to have someone talk about suicide. Yeah. Because, like, that's literally the mentality that people usually, like, will feel. Like, take, like, they feel like they shouldn't be in the people's lives and just taking themselves out. I'm like, this is so bad. This is really bad. What are you doing? I was like, Like, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, back up, back up, back up. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Yeah, no, in the book, and it's like, in the miniseries, that was pretty right. He just was, he was so scared, like, he just couldn't go back and do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, understandable, because, like, I, yeah. I don't think I could ever do that shit. But, like, yeah, that whole letter thing, I was just, like, staring at the screen, like, no, 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 no. I honestly, like, kind of blocked <laughs> it from my mind, so I kind of just, no. I was like, no, bad, bad decisions. Um, <laughs> Apparently, at, like the were they at Comic Con? It was one of the conventions. Like they just kept asking, like the the actor that plays older Stan, like, so why aren't you in the trailer at all? He's like, ah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh. and then like, God, there's like interviews with the whole cast where they're like asking everyone, like, so if there was an it three and they came back twenty seven years later too, like, who would you have play everyone? And you can tell like the Eddie and um Stanley actors are like, <laughs> But that's when Bill, that's when Bill, James says that that asshole oh. who created Sundance. God <laughs> did nothing, he's been a good citizen. He's the he's asshole done nothing who created Sundance. To you. No, yeah, oh. um, I Bill almost fucking spoiled it in that interview because Andy <laughs> Bean, who's the guy that plays yeah, Stanley, oh my God. Yeah. he was like, well, that wouldn't work because you, you, you just see him stop. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> the movie's not out yet. Yeah. Like, Bill, the sni- it's on sight, Bill. It's Bill, on sight. The snipers. Don't do <laughs> LGBTs to get back. Bill, no! <laughs> God. I'm, just, I'm so glad that He's he's blowing up because I I liked Bill uh Bill Hader for a long time but like how it's like truly like oh yes oh you're getting get into into it. <laughs> uh, oh. Kate's been new Kate's been here for a long time I goddamn live here I <laughs> was in love with him in high school like I watched Saturday Night Live every fuck well I grew up watching Saturday Night Live but I every week in high school I did not miss it like I even like left this uh. We did this thing called Relay for Life every year. Oh, like, yeah. my, my drama club did, where you, like, stay overnight to, like, walk for cancer or something, like, to raise money. And I, like, went home <laughs> to watch SNL. I was like, I can't miss it. It's the season finale. Bye. I was like, okay. And I also took a... So for context as to how I acquired what I'm about to talk about, um... This is such a tangent. I'm sorry. But I... That's fine. People need to know. Um... <laughs> I was in drama in high school, and after each show, we did a kind of secret Santa thing called Secret Pals, 
and on the sheet you have to talk about yourself so that they can think of what to give you and like it asks you like if you could have any gift what would you want I just wrote Bill Hader doll as a joke <laughs> and my my secret pal fucking made me a Bill Hader doll and I took it to prom that's the ending to this story I took it to prom that's what you're dealing with here that's what you're dealing with when I talk about Bill Hader god I goddamn live here I didn't even go to prom so like you're above me already just like I never went to any high school dance that's, stuff yeah I was... that's the only dance I went to and I, didn't even, I obviously didn't dance a lot because like brought an inanimate object <laughs> and I just like washed everyone's purses and ate at the buffet that was my prom <laughs> the guy I tried to ask but failed at ended up being gay too though so <laughs> we're all just gay how can we do that <laughs> right Y'all, that's like the time when I was down in Alabama uh not Alabama fuck dad's been talking about Alabama today um, when I was down in Georgia with Z and Jackson, we went to, like, uh, this, like, bar that had, like, you know, that has, like, that, uh, bull riding, mechanical bull? Mm-hmm. And we were, met some of their friends there, uh, and I, and I was, like, talking to one of the guys there, and then he kind of, like, went to go get something, and I was, like, I asked, I think it was either Jackson or Z, and I was, like, is he single? And they're, like, oh, he's gay, and I was, like, fucking goddammit! <laughs> No! <laughs> Shit, I fucked up. <laughs> but I, I friended him, so we're friends now on Facebook, though, so he's pretty chill. Nice, nice. I think it was just, like, in that moment, I was just like, oh, he cute. What's the number? <laughs> oh, no, he's cute. <laughs> oh, my bisexual ass just absolutely smacked down. <laughs> that, was, that was a good time. Um, but... Where shall we also get into like one of like the big parts of this film that has been talked about since it got included this time and it wasn't oh, like yeah, the yeah perfect yeah yeah um, also huge uh, spoiler and trigger warning for this as well because it was really hard to watch um, especially on like such a big screen yeah and like do you want to talk about the true event first yeah or, yeah um, so. In the book, there is a character that is based in, like, the 1950s, is when the book, like, in part two is originally supposed to be in, um, but this could definitely, like, happen in today's well, day and age. Is, in the yeah. book, does it happen in, when they're kids or when they're adults? The uh, game? it happens, like, in part two, so it's, like, before, like, it's kind of in, like, the back of, like, the 1950s, and then it jumps to when the kids are adults. Um, but, I mean, when does, the, when does the murder happen? Oh, the murder happens, um, with, like, way before the kids. Um, it just oh, happens okay. in, the pa- in the past of Derry. Um, oh, okay. So it's not the inciting incident of, like, the Pennywise coming back the way it is in the movie, right? No. Okay. It's something else in the movie, I believe. I think it's just kids to start disappearing again in the yeah. book, um, and that alerts Mike to it. But this is okay. the, the start-off point when... Uh, Pennywise does come back. Um, so Adrian um, Mellon is a gay man that is well with his boyfriend at a fair in Derry, uh, and it's supposed to be the time when the kids are now adults. Um, and he and his boyfriend are attacked by homophobic uh, older people and a teenager, which awesome. And 
and they eventually, it's a really awful attack, uh, yeah. and he eventually is thrown over, like, a bridge into the water, and then he's, like, killed by Pennywise. And it was based off of a real, uh, murder that happened, uh, up in Bangor, Maine in 1984. Uh, Charles Howard, uh, he was only 23 years old when he, uh, died. He was a victim of, uh, gay bashing, and he also had an asthma attack that, uh, drowned him. And he was originally born in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, he was often made fun of as a small child. He was bullied in high school due to his sexual orientation. Um, uh, and he all uh, did not attend his graduation to spare his family from the taunts he would often receive. Um, he did not go to college because of his poor grades, which were probably impacted by the bullying he experienced. Uh, so he eventually moved up to Ellsworth, Maine, uh, and he was in a relationship at that time with another man. Uh, it doesn't say who it was, but in January of 1984, he left for Bangor. Uh, he was befriended by Paul Nodden and Scott Hamilton in uh, Bangor, Maine. Uh, he was homeless with no prospects, and Scott and Paul welcomed uh, him into their home. And so after about a month, uh, he didn't really have any opportunities, so they uh, convinced him to return home to Portsmouth to live with his mom and stepfather. Um, so he was home for about a week after that, and he just knew that he couldn't stay. Uh, he had a brief relationship that ended quickly, and when he called his two friends in Bangor, they realized that Charlie was hurting, and so they invited him to come back. Uh, he had high spirits, and he was really determined when he came back to Bangor. He joined the local support of Unitarian Church on Union Street, as well as the Bangor support group Interweave. Uh, he made new friends and was accepted for who he was, um, and thanks for their support, uh, Charlie prepared an Easter dinner for Paul and Scott and decorated their house, and he eventually got an apartment on First Street that was near his church and adopted a kitten. So, things were starting to go good. So he lived at a time when most uh, gay men were still closeted, but he was very out and very flamboyant. Um, he liked to wear makeup, jewelry, and feminine accessories. And he was known for singing the song I Am When I Am from the uh, musical La Cage oh. of Fallis. La Cage of Fall. La Cage of Fall, okay. I never heard it pronounced down now, so I was like, oh, I should have probably gonna fuck it up. Um, you could have asked me. I sh I'm the theater bitch here. I was like, Sh should have asked the theater kid here. Uh, anyway, and sorry, go on. So, in 1984, many were not tolerant of, you know, LGBT people, and victims of gay bashing often did not report incidents. Uh, Charlie was often tormented by local high school boys and was asked to leave a local nightclub when he danced with a man. Uh, he was accosted by a woman in a local market one day who shouted epithets at him such as, You pervert and you queer. Uh, he left quickly, but as he was leaving, he stopped, turned around, and blew a kiss. Uh... So after this, he was a lot more wary of strangers. Oh, shit! I forgot. I for didn't read this far. Um, he found his kitten on his front porch. No! Some somebody had strangled it. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. So somebody's obviously burning in hell for that one. Yeah. Special circle, baby. Uh, so, on Saturday, July 7th in 1984, he attended Apocalypse Sucker at Interweave. He left the party about 10 p.m. with his friend, Roy Ogden. He decided to walk to the post office to retrieve mail. As they both walked up State Street and began crossing the Kenduskia River Bridge, a car full of high school teenage boys began to slow down. Uh, in the car was Sean Mabry, Jim Baines, Daniel Ness, and two girls. They had been at a party and then left to purchase alcohol with a fake ID that one of the girls had. Uh, 
uh, seeing Charlie, the boys got out of the car and decided to give chase, and the girls stayed in the car. Uh, Charlie began to run when he recognized the vehicle from an earlier incident. Uh, they started shouting slurs at him and chased him. Uh, Charlie did fall because his asthma could not, like, prevented him from catching his breath. Uh, so Roy ran further down straight State Street and s stopped and observed. So the boys caught up to Charlie and they began beating and kicking him. Uh, Jim Bain started to throw Charlie over the bridge and grabbed him by the legs. Uh, so they both grabbed Charlie and started just like lifting him up to throw him over. So Charlie grabbed the rail and they begged him not to throw him into the river because he could not swim. They pried his hand loose and they began to pitch him over the rail with Sean Mabry giving the final push. The boys then returned to the car, which the girls were trying to start. Uh, they spotted Roy Ogden and they threatened him to not tell anybody. Uh, Roy then ran for help and pulled the first fire alarm he came to on State Street. The sirens started going off and when they were alerted to what had happened, there was an immediate search for Charlie uh, that began along the concrete walls that retained the bridge. And they found him at 1 a.m. Uh, he had suffered from severe asthma and did drown from the incident. So the boys had returned to the party and they bragged about what they had done. And then when the next day one of them turned themselves in after he learned that Charlie had died and the other two were going to leave town on a freight train but then they thought better of it and were arrested. So the boys were sent to the Hancock County Jail and later released into their parents' custody. The boys were tried as juveniles and sentenced to the main youth center not to exceed their 21st birthdays. Uh, they were sentenced on the 1st of October in 1984. Uh, according to the Bangor Daily News, Baines was released after serving two years and Mabry was released after 22 months. So 25 years later, the Daily News tried to locate Sean Mabry, Jim Baines, and Daniel Ness, who are now middle-aged men, for their review. Uh, they were unable to locate Mabry and Ness, but they did find Jim Baines, who was living and working in Bangor still. Uh, following his release from the detention center, he spoke regularly about tolerance to local students and even addressed the main seat legislator in support of a bill to ban discrimination based on sexual orientation. He also co-authored the book Penitence with Ed Armstrong in 1994. Uh, he did not receive any profits from the book. Uh, in that same year, Sean Mabry expressed his regrets about his participation. He said that he thinks about Charlie Howard every day. Uh, a short distance from Howard's murder site, there is a memorial that was erected, and on the stone are the words, May we, the citizens of Bangor, continue to change the world around us until hatred becomes peacemaking and ignorance becomes understanding. And July 7th is now known as Diversity Day in Bangor. Uh, they did have to recently clean up his memorial because in 2011 there was graffiti and an anti-gay slur that was done on there. So they rededicated it after uh, family and friends were able to clean it off. So that's the murder that inspired King to write the part of uh, Adrian Mellon's murder in the book. And it was just more to show because I, like, definitely some of the more scary aspects of life just aren't, like, supernatural creatures or just, like, yeah. things that go bump. It's it's human beings. Like, the, the scene with Adrian and uh, Bev's husband... It was like, mm -hmm. just, yeah, that shit can happen. And yeah, that's... like, humans are fucking monsters, too, sometimes. That... Yeah. And then, there's this really interesting article I'll share that I read after seeing it the first time. Because I know, when the first movie came out, 
I was confused when I saw people being mad about the inclusion of the scene in this one, because I remember when the first one came out, everyone was like, where the fuck is this scene? Yeah. And they were mad that it wasn't in it. And now that it's in it, I'm seeing people mad about that, too. And I'm like, I don't understand what you guys want. Um, <laughs> because because I totally understand that it is very hard to watch, but it's yeah. included for a reason. And the article that, I'm, that I'll share talks about how, like, they think that the point is that, like, you know, Pennywise targets kids, and in this case... Like, they target kids because, like, no one fucking listens to them. No one's gonna help them. That's why yeah. the losers have to do what they do. That's why the losers have to go after Pennywise themselves. Is because no one's gonna help them or believe them. And especially in the, the... This was 84. That's the height of the AIDS crisis. Like, it wasn't even being talked about yet. It wasn't even said by the president until after that. Like, it was just mm-hmm. totally ignored. No one was coming to help. And it, everyone was dying off. And so, obviously, Pennywise would target someone like that, too. Yeah. And it just... But even before that, before Pennywise even targeted it, it was just teenagers, fucking teenagers, doing these horrible acts. Um, so I think it's important that it's included. And Yeah. But, but it, an even smarter decision will lead to our next portion of this. Yeah. Uh, because this movie adds a very, a very prominent and... Uh, gay storyline that I'm about to oh my god I'm already getting emotional Um, (laughs) so when I like oh shit (laughs) I just knocked over something um so I I guess this was a couple weeks ago or something like all the the ready tin hatters (laughs) were like it's gonna fucking happen and like then I was seeing reports from early... It was I think it was when the early screenings were happening. Reports from early screenings about... There was, like, the addition of an added LGBTQ storyline that was Stephen King approved. And I'm like, that's cool. It's probably, like, Hank from the gas station that's gonna be like, my husband and I. You know, like the, yeah. like the fucking Infinity War scene. Or, or Endgame, sorry. Like, I, I thought it was gonna be like that. I'm like, no way. No way are they going for... They're not gonna have one of the losers be it. And then... Uh earlier on this week before the movie came out someone, some like Barnes and Noble employee that's probably gonna get fired because I know those were strict on sale books but someone took a picture from the like It companion book, like the making of It and everything, and there's that thing about the the carving and I like lost my mind because the, I was like excuse me? (laughs) Uh, So for the the, if y'all are listening I'm sure you've already seen it I'm talking about the the carving that uh, Richie does, the R plus E, implying that he was in love with Eddie and still is, and mm-hmm. Bill's talked about it now more and more on how much that just influenced his performance and how, when they were talking about, like, the addition to this character of making him gay and, like, how far to go with it, and he's like, we have to go all the way, otherwise what's the fucking point, you know, which I appreciate so much because, like, I feel like more and more now, like, people like to just enjoy the afterthought of something like oh well yeah it could be interpreted as that or like yes maybe i don't know what do you think like oh yeah i think he said don't be coy about it and i'm like yes yeah. thank you because even like i enjoyed good omen so much but that's so much pandering it that's, is like it's not canon as much as as much chemistry as they had and as great as it is that's not fucking canon like you can't just say it after the fact like show us show us if that's something I think one of my friends said that, like, if straight people can explain it away, then it's not representation. Yeah. Because, like, if it's just, like, they don't, like, if it's not, like, explicitly said or explicitly shown, then they'll just explain it away. Yeah, there's no, there's no way to explain away carving your initials on something called the kissing bridge. That's Mm -mm. not, 
<laughs> like, oh, for, for my bro. Yeah. For my, my fucking bro. bro. <laughs> I'm like, and I get it. Like, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of mixed reception about, well, not a lot, actually, but just some people that aren't as pleased with it or that, like, think there should be more. And I agree. I'm like, I always want more. Yeah. I, at first, I was kind of like, it kind of sucks that it's, like, the big reveal at the end. Like, I thought, because you could explore it more if you didn't, but, like, mm-hmm. it takes Richie that long just to acknowledge that part of himself and it takes Eddie dying for him to accept that and accept how much he loved him and be okay with it um so I I get it now and um but also I just think it's so fucking rad that it's there like oh yeah to this is such a mainstream movie that people like I was just because so I knew about it going into the theater and I'm just sitting there like looking around and I'm like I'm I I went by myself of course I'm a loser but it was it was like a bunch of you know guy and girl couples there, just, like, straight straight people hanging out to go see this horror movie, I'm like, they're about to, one of these characters is gonna be gay, and you're gonna have to watch that, like, yeah. I don't know, it, it was just this nice feeling, <laughs> and I heard people, like, people reacted to it, like, I heard people, like, at that scene going, like, oh my god, yeah. um, this girl next to me was like, oh, like, it just felt, not, it feels good, man, like, not only that this is a mainstream movie, but also that the source material is decades old, and they're adding that element to it. Um, And also, in horror, even though, like, we're a queer horror podcast, there's a lot of queer horror, but a lot of times that queer element is the villain. Yeah. And that's not the case in this, like, Richie's a hero, and he has his journey, and a lot of it is, like, accepting this part of himself, and, like, his biggest fear is his internalized homophobia because he grew up in the 80s. Like, it still works out. I know that they, like, changed the decades in this, but it still works out. Yeah, yeah. Because now he's being a... I can't even imagine... Like, I, you know, I hear people talk about, like, like gay men that grew up in the 80s and how they were afraid they were just gonna die, just... And so, like, couldn't even accept that part of himself. So it makes a lot of sense. Like, that's... That's something that, you know, you wish that movies could go into, but it's already almost three hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, because my uncle, uh who was gay, he grew up in the 70s and 80s, and he was out. Um, Wow. Yeah, I know. So, like, the fact that he's even alive today is just, like, insane. Um, And, like, just... I I remember that one picture, I can't remember where it was from, it was, like, a choir, like, a men's choir, I think it was, like, an LGBT choir, and they had, like, men who were wearing white represented, the, like, the percentage of people that were still alive versus, like, those who had died of AIDS, and they were wearing black, and there was, like, five white shirts mm-hmm. among, like, all the sea of black, and it's just so, like, and, and the quilt, like, the quilt is so fucking huge, mm-hmm. um, yeah. that was made for these people, so it's, like, yeah, just, like, just to grow up during the midst of all of that, it's, like, no wonder, like, he was dealing with that his entire yeah. life, so. And it, it adds so much nuance to the character, I think, like, because, like, I, I only have the miniseries to compare it to, but Ripley doesn't really have that much of an arc as much in the source material, I'm assuming. No. Um, this is just, like, the, like, this just kind of all, like, adds up as to an explanation as to why he's, like, such an asshole and uses... Uh, off-brand humor is a defense mechanism. It's because of all this self-hatred and internalized homophobia that he's dealt with over these years, and it all just starts coming back as soon as he goes back home and sees Eddie. Like that's the yeah. way Bill describes it. And he's like, he's like, I see him. He's like, oh fuck, I gotta get drunk because it's all coming back. Like yeah. it's all still there. That's ah. Uh. 
<laughs> Feeling's still there. Gotta get drunk. So oh, oh, shit! Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I've seen uh, some people that talked about that, and they did say, like, to them that Eddie was, like, queer-coded, but it was never, like, explicitly stated. Oh, yeah! Um, and that, like, it still does kind of follow the barrier gaze because the gay's not happy, mm-hmm. and, like, literally, he, like, as you said, he's crying in the lake, and the heteros have a kiss in underwater, and it's like... Yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> Like, Ben and Bev get to go live on a boat with a dog, and Mike finally leaves town, and Bill is still this famous rich author, and Richie's just, like, at square one, like, oh, I don't have to hate myself anymore. Like, yeah. that's... <laughs> but it, like, because I, one of my friends said that they wished Eddie had been the canon gay character, and I'm like, but Eddie fucking dies! Like, I'm glad, it, I'm so glad it was Richie, and it makes mm-hmm. so much more sense. Yeah. Or not much more. But yeah, Eddie Eddie can totally still be read as queer-coded. Like, he literally, he marries someone, the, the actress that plays his wife plays his mom. Like, that's intentional. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Uh-huh. Oh my god. So, like, that can, that can obviously be read as something. Um, yeah, yeah obviously. Barrier gay sucks. I'm not, I'm not saying anything as that. No, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Eddie's alive and he married Richie and they, they got, like, a Pomeranian together. What are you talking about? <laughs> Three Pomeranians. <laughs> Three Pomeranians. Oh, my God. God. That scene in the water is so goddamn heartbreaking. Like, I'm gonna kill Bill Hader for making me cry that much. Like, <laughs> I know. It was so heartbreaking. I, I like... like s- <sighs> are you good? Oh, somebody made a freaking post and I'm just like, I have to tell it to you now because I'm like, this is devastating mm-hmm. so I'm gonna spread this around. Someone was like, because Eddie, Eddie dies when Richie goes up to, like, yell at Pennywise with the others to make yeah. him feel small, and it's like, he was dying and waiting for Richie to come back to his side. Shut the fuck Sorry. up! <laughs> Sorry. I had to tell you. Shut the hell your mouth. Shut the Can I say my, my, like, Tin Hatter reading of the I Fucked Your Mom line that I was- Absolutely. I was texting Z about, I was like- it's like my galaxy brain here, um, that, like, <laughs> he figured out that all the times that Richie is saying, like, talking about fucking his mom and all the, all the dumb shit, like, he realizes that's his pigtail-pulling way of showing his affection, so he says it back to him, like, that's oh. the last thing he says to him, and Richie, like, that's the last thing he says is I fucked your mom, but, like, in Richie language, that means I love you, oh, and I God. think that's beautiful, <laughs> that he understands that about him and does that. Yeah. Oh my god. god. We're getting emo in this chilies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so back to that. Back to, like, the water scene. Like, I couldn't believe how, like, quickly everyone else had moved on about Eddie. Like, they were already talking about him. Like, he died ten years ago. Like, oh, yes. He was always looking out for us. I'm like, shut the fuck up. He just died. He just... Like, I... Because I get that. I try to talk about people I know that have passed away to keep their memory alive. But it was just really weird the way they were talking about him. They yeah. Were ta- did you get that at all? Yeah, it was, like, because, like, like, even even with, like, Stan also, like, even though he wasn't yeah. there, um, it's, like, when the memories do come back, it's, like, wouldn't there be more attachment to this? Like, wouldn't you be yeah. still, like, going through that kind of emotions of grief? Because, like, I don't know. It was, like, that was a really weird part to me also. Because <laughs> just simply, just, like, the, the dissonance, yeah. like, there was almost, like, this gap that happened that we didn't see. Yeah. With Stan, I get it a little more because they hadn't seen him since they were kids, but Eddie, they had spent this time with as adults. Yeah. And just gone through literally to hell and back. Yeah. I almost wish... This is a good word. You're like, what are you... 
I almost wish you could have had like a scene where they like I don't maybe it was just they like were trying to distance them from itself and so that we were just like it was like holding all the emotions back and like Richie just couldn't um yeah and then they had like their own kind of like private breakdown I almost wish we could see that because then it's like it doesn't seem like they're just so disconnected from each other like that once one's out of the picture like that's it like it doesn't yeah. like it doesn't affect you anymore um but they were probably just stoked to be finally done with it. Like, yeah. maybe that's it. You know, like, they actually defeated Pennywise this time. The happiness is just overriding I, I can get that. any emotion yeah. at that point. But no, yeah, just seeing that that scene with just Richie just, like, he, like, drops his glass in the water because he's just so upset. I was yeah. just like, I'm going to cry. And it's like, the two girls next to me were crying. Um, apparently, yeah. this was their second time seeing it. And, like, I could hear them crying <laughs> when the bridge carving scene came up. And I was like, I feel it. I feel it, kid. <laughs> so I feel it. Ah! Going feral again! <laughs> yeah. God, and, and the scene, dance. like, that also was, like, I think important to have, that scene where uh, Richie is a kid, and he's, like, playing in the arcade, and he's trying to convince oh, yeah. that other kid to stay, because he just... Mm-hmm. I don't think it was just out of, like, trying to, like, get his affections or anything. I think he just wanted him to stay, because it's not fun to play on your own sometimes. Yeah. And then they immediately start coming on to the, the gay bashing and all that, and so yeah. that's why he runs. And then you get that. I loved the way that. Oh, yeah, I loved the way that scene. Where, that scene was definitely intentionally shot. To, I I can't describe it, but like the way the camera gazed on that kid, like from Richie's perspective, like it was so innocent and wholesome. Like and he, ah, oh, oh the, yeah. we were talking about the hammock scene. God, <laughs> so sweet. It was so sweet. That's what. Oh my god, these boys, these sweet little boys. Um, Their friendship yeah, is just so, so mean, good in that in those mm-hmm. instances where they're all hanging out as a group and then they kind of like interact one yeah. on one, and it's just like so good and it's like so natural a chemistry to play off each other. And I really love that because then that builds into like their adult years, and they still kind of mm-hmm. have that rapport even though it's been like decades since they've seen each other at this point. Yeah. I would watch a whole movie that's just the Chinese restaurant scene. <laughs> Same. I just want a whole movie of that. Just that alone. <laughs> Bill Hader finding a way to do his Jabba the Hutt impression. <laughs> God. God. Here, I thought I saw her, but I don't see where she went, so that's creepy. Love it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Love that. Oh, my cat's haunting my bedroom. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that you know, I didn't expect them to actually do this at all, so when you guys started talking about it, I was like, hello? (laughs) Hello? Um, like, yeah, I just, I I love that they added it, and they didn't make a big deal out of it, because I didn't even really hear about this until, like, they didn't, like, yeah, no one, it's not, like, no one's losing their mind over it, which I kind of, like, because the only, I, I swear, the only goddamn reason the Great LeFou discourse of 2017 happened was because Vokandin, like, mentioned it in an interview beforehand. Yeah. And, like, he's a lot- I don't blame him. He's a gay man. Like, he can do what he wants, and I'm not gonna- I'm not gonna yell, oh, queer coat, um, queer baiting at at a gay director. Yeah. But that's- because that's on him. But, like, the reason people made a big deal out of it is because it was mentioned before the movie. And in this, they did not mention it. They didn't talk about it at all. It's just- it's just there. It's just part of the movie. Like, I kind of dig that. And no one's losing them. No one's like, oh, church groups uh, aren't going to go see it because it's gay. Like, they're not seeing it for other reasons. It's just because it's a violent-ass horror movie. So maybe that's why. (laughs) But I just really hope... I really hope this shows that you can... Like, when you're adapting something, especially... Not that... 
not only just something that's decades old, but something that's already been adapted. Think like, think about what else you can bring to the table. What, what, what's something new you can bring to it? How can you modernize it even more? And ha- making one of your main protagonists gay, and like having that add so much more nuance to like why the character is the way he is and behaves that way. I just think that's such a great example, and I hope more movies do it in general, but especially horror, because we need more queer protagonists in horror. Yeah. Like I'm sick of being the queer coded villain here. So, yeah, that's... I, I yeah. know people are also jumping on the Mike Bill ship because they did the forehead touch, <laughs> which is gay Aww. sacred. And then, like, the I love you's on the phone. Like, I didn't hear that between any other characters, so I just, like, I, I'd like to see it. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, no, like, because it, that's just so much more realistic to have, like, at least one gay character amongst you. At least one, yeah. It'd be more realistic if they all turned out to be gay, because that's what happened with my childhood friends. Yeah. We all just turned out to be super gay. Like, oh, oh, okay, we're all gay, okay, we Uh, got it. Oh, that's why, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That would've been awesome, but (laughs) one step at a time. It's not realistic. Yeah. (laughs) So, so hell fucking, I I give it a hell yeah. I give it a hell yeah. Big hell yeah. Like, I definitely think this is a flawed movie, and there's it, there are parts tough to watch, but they're there for a reason, mm-hmm. except for the fucking Stan's uh, suicide reason. Letter um, thing. That can oh. show. But, but I think it's definitely worth the watch. But obviously don't go see it if you don't think you can handle the content that's in it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's bad. Like, I'm seeing... Um, this is happening a lot where I just see people, like, implying that a movie is bad because it has something in it like that. But I'm like, that doesn't mean that they're condoning that. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I'm seeing that with The Nightingale, too. Like, everyone's like, yeah. no, it's a fucking rape movie. And I'm like, you know that's the whole point, right? About how bad colonialism is, right? Like, you understand that? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's just so... <sighs> yeah, I saw somebody talking about that because she went to go see it with her boyfriend. And, like, that, like they were talking about uh, trigger warnings and, uh, yeah. like, how they could be utilized. Like, having, like, you know... Maybe even just, yeah. like, beforehand, just being like, there's lots of strobe lighting in this, or da-da-da-da, and, like, because they weren't expecting the, like, the rape scenes to happen in The Nightingale, because everyone always, when they were going it, they just think in horror, because of the Babadook. That's their, okay, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like just with this specifically, if you don't know about that going in, I don't know why you're going to see it. Like, a lot of people are also dissing The Nightingale just because they're expecting another Babadook because it's Jennifer Kent, and I'm like... It's not her fault that you were expecting a horror movie and she didn't make that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I understand wanting to go into a movie blind, but the... If you read anything about The Nightingale, you know it has scenes about sexual assault, so I don't know. I think they went to a... It it would be dope if movies had some kind of warning ahead of time, though. Yeah. That's true. Does it say... uh, Does the MPAA say that in, like, rating systems and stuff? Um... I I think it does. It has, like, graphic, uh scenes of assault, but usually those are, like, I see yeah. those a lot more in, like, trailers and stuff than I see in, like, before movies or anything. Um, I think the girl had gone to, like, it was, like, at a film festival with, uh, her boyfriend, and they had been seeing other films before that, and so they just yeah. saw that The Nightingale, and they saw it was by Jennifer Kent, so I guess they just hadn't yeah. realized. Sorry, I hope so. I don't sound, like, careless, like, it's your fucking fault if you're triggered. That's no, not yeah. what I mean at all. But The Nightingale specifically, I'm seeing a lot of backlash just because people didn't know what they were getting into in general, and yeah. also just judging it for containing sexual assault when that's the brutality of the movie is the entire point and it's trying to say something and it's made Jennifer Kent's a woman like I'd rather see what she has to say about this subject than all the men that are just making exploitative movies with rape scenes for no fucking reason yeah that's all 
that's my yeah I'll be crazy like yeah or just like uh Sydney was talking about just like the like men behind the camera when they're using women like to be unhinged yeah. it's so it's such, such a yeah. very different perspective when it's a woman versus a man behind the mm-hmm. camera you know so like yeah it's it's definitely one of those where it's like I think like looking into the movie before you go see one especially when it's like yeah. you've seen like a trailer or something for it or you just like you know that like if you're interested in the director next movie like seeing what it's about and like if if there's any warnings like unfortunately the world's not going to change like immediately so i like, would have to work mm-hmm. watch out for yourself unfortunately um like when i have to watch, watch a fucking movie and i'm just like does the dog die and i'm just yeah <laughs> google's does that dog die is there any <laughs> eye horror is there any tongue horror is there any like needles being shoved under fingernails like stuff like that i can't fucking when you asked me about oh sorry go ahead uh, just because uh, it's very most of the time when I watch horror stuff, it's not so much the imagery, but it's the noises that mm. I'm just like I rip my headphones out and I'm like nope, can't do it because like there was one TV episode of Criminal Minds that got me like I almost passed out in my own house um, because this, Shit. yeah this dude was kidnapping people and like intentionally dislocating their bones like all over their body, and, like, they were showing it, and I could hear the noises, and I was, like, stumbling out of the bedroom, and I was like, nope, I gotta sit down, I gotta put my head between my knees, um, so, like, yeah, that's why I couldn't last with Train to Busan, because uh, of the noises. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, I, does the dog die? What a savior of a sight, because it goes into, like, a lot yeah. of, like, is, like, there are, like, you know, eye horror, is there body horror, is there lots of blood, blood like, stuff like that so usually they provide like an explanation and also like sometimes even a time of when it happens so yeah, you can they have one it. they have a, a section for lgbt characters you can look up because i didn't know about this i'm like i wish i could have a site that that tells me if the gay character is gonna die or not before i go see this movie and someone's like it's on does the dog die i'm like word yeah yeah <laughs> so that's dope i love when you but i saw this a day before l it the movie it and l was like is there any like dog deaths in this i'm like uh, like a Pomeranian turns into a monster. Does that count? <laughs> no. That scene is so fucking funny. I know. God. Uh, Richie and Eddie's report, and when they're like in the tunnel and just like trying to choose the door, it was just so good. And I'm just like, I want these two actors to work together more. You know. Make a rom com. Please. Let's be like Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tessa Thompson. You know, just let them work yes. in other movies together. Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's a. There's a really good interview with James Ransom. Um, he talks about how he like referenced old school in it, and I'm like, so when I watched it again today, I was like, oh my god. So look at that. Uh, yeah, I'll have to remember to post these things. Let me make a note. Yeah. But uh, so anyways, yeah, it chapter two. Go see it if you can. Go see. Um, do you want to? Do you want to wind down? Yeah, let's wind down. Let's wind down for the night. Um, so would you like to? Or do you want me to go ahead and go first? Oh, I'll I'll, I'll talk. So yeah. I uh, another another much smaller horror movie came out the same day that it Chapter Two did. So I wanted to talk about that because um called Satanic Panic. It's yeah. Chelsea Stardust's second movie. She did um all the all that we destroy the for the Hulu. 
Blumhouse uh, Into the Dark series, the Mother's Day one, which e. is also dope. But this one's so tonally different, and it also like she it shows her she has the range, darling. <laughs> and it was um it was written by horror novelist Grady Hendrix, who writes a lot of fun shit. He wrote a book that's about a kind of like a haunted IKEA knockoff. Nice. <laughs> um, but it's really fun. It's about this this girl just got a job at a delivering pizzas and she's going to this rich neighborhood where no one fucking tips her and so she's mad about it and her final delivery of the night and so she goes back in like give me my tip money so I can have gas money to get home and they're like it's a bunch of satanists that are about to perform a ritual and they're like are you a virgin because we need a virgin and she's like um them trying to get her to to sacrifice her um the girl and it's a newcomer but it has like Rebecca Romaine is the main baddie she's great it's just, it was just really fun. It was a blast. Um, it's, it's only in some limited theaters, but it's on VOD. Like I rented it on a Fandango now. Yeah. So re- readily available. Satanic Panic. Good times. Like I think I just wanted to mention it because especially since the timing, the yikes, like coming out the same day as one of the most popular horror movies of the time right now. Yeah. So I try to support smaller original horror and horror by women. You know, just like yeah, check it out. Let's do it. I think it's in my... I think it's actually in one of the theaters in my city. It's at, like, a little... Really? Like, a little, like a little theater that has, like, you know, like, three screens in it, and, like, they yes! decided to host it, oh, I so... I love it! I'm gonna try to see if I can go to it before it leaves, so... Yeah. probably won't last long, so go while you can. Yeah, hopefully this upcoming weekend it'll still be there, so I'll try. I'll try. Um, so, I, I just finished The Terror today. Hey! The last episode. Great, Jer Bear, we love him. Jer Bear, <laughs> so good. Oh my god, he's so good. Can't wait to watch Chernobyl and die. <laughs> and I also watched the first movie of The Invisible Man. Claude Rains. Yeah, asshole. I love him. It's great. <laughs> we love to have fun. Um, mm-hmm. it was so good. Like I the 1930s and they managed to do all that like the the technology that they had yeah like what it's wild I can't like I can't imagine going to see that in the 30s like I probably would have thought that they were like witches made this I'd be like what the how the fuck did you do that yeah it is buck wild yeah and like they're like oh yeah we did it because we just put black velvet over his head like when he unwraps his head and we filmed it against yeah. the like black velvet background and i'm like oh they green screen before you green screen even happened mm-hmm. we love it we love innovation james whale's mind so i yeah, talk about queer horror james whale oh yes yeah. i have the rest to watch uh so i i'm excited about that and it's so short too it's like the shortest mm-hmm. of the uh invisible man uh collection um, and I think even the longest one's only like an hour and 22 minutes. And I was like, hell yeah. We love short. I need to watch them too. I, I bought the pack that has all of the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Need to do it. And like, ah, uh, yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. My mom came down like in the, like the last 20 minutes and she just watched it with me. And I was like, this is oh. interesting. Cause she usually never does that. Um, oh. yeah, she just like. She, so one time she came downstairs and I was watching a horror movie and it was like such a stupid horror movie I don't remember what it was called um, and like she's like I, I can't blame you for this because you did say you were watching a horror movie uh, <laughs> I don't know what I expected I did not what I expected and I was like yeah next time I'll choose a better one 
<laughs> she was like, no, no, next time needed. Um, you watch it. <laughs> I don't know, I wish I could remember what the hell it was. It was really, it was really bad. Right. I, I did not like it. And yeah, I wonder what my roommates think when I'm just, like, watching something in my room and they just hear, like, screams coming from the TV. Like, it's <laughs> fine, it's a movie. It's all fine, it's just the movie, it's okay. Um, and I had to stop, I had to stop reading, uh, Inside the Devil's Snare, because I just could not get my attention on it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Which sucks, because it's like a, it sounds really good, and like to be talking about Salem Witch Trials with the woman author, but it's just, maybe it's the writing style, and it's just not like, because sometimes if a book doesn't have a writing style that captures mm-hmm. my attention in like the first 50 to 100 pages, I'm just like life's too short, and I just have to close <laughs> it. That's, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. There's a book coming out this week about um, the victims of Jack the Ripper. Ooh. Like, the, the women he killed. It, like, literally, like, digs into, like, their entire life. So that nice. sounds kind of interesting. I'm down. I'm down. Um, Alright. Yeah, so that's that's cool. pretty much what I've been up to. So now I'm reading uh, Haunted stuff, and then after that I'm gonna read Life of Pi, because <laughs> I've had that on my bookshelves for ages, so. Okay, and I just started Kill Creek by Scott... Scott Thompson. Yeah. Uh, it's got uh, a bunch of horror authors that go to a haunted house. So that should be fun. Oh, man. Um, so, we, our our next episode's gonna be our 25th episode, so we have something kind of special planned. Woo! Um, we're gonna be doing all of the Insidious movies. Yeah! So, we're giving, we're taking a, a week off next week to prepare, because we have to watch four movies. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back better than ever with a big, I'm calling it the big ass insidious episode. <laughs> I, I just, it's such a solid fucking franchise and I could not pick just one to talk about. Yeah. Because the obvious one to be talk, the obvious one to talk about on a queer horror podcast would probably be two. Yeah. Um, so that I could tear it apart. But <laughs> I want to talk about all of them. <laughs> That's valid. And we're going to have a special guest on. Yes, we are. Yeah. I'm excited so for it. So, no so, episode next yep. week, um, but okay. we are, we'll make up for it more than enough with our giant insidious love uh, episode, so we look forward Spend to that. Spend that time to tell your friends about this podcast and to rate and review us. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, and you can also so. find us on social media uh, at Horror Time Pod on Twitter and Stop Horror Time Pod on Facebook. And I'm also on Twitter at uh, LM Designs. And where can we find you, Kate? And I'm at I'm at Dyke Madden. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter, Gay Mafia. You know, I'm just I'm just shit posting about Bill Hader all the time now. Welcome to my world, y'all. <laughs> so we will see you all in two weeks. Yes. Thanks for listening. We love you. So long. Bye. <laughs>